0: Father God, we come to you right now asking, Thank Father Jesus. God, for the wisdom, Father God, that we need tonight in Jesus' name. I pray that everything that we need to know, concerning praise, and worship, Father God, you will relay in this message in Jesus' name. And I pray to, Father God, that as people leave and walk out of here, they have a different level of understanding, appreciation, yes. and not only appreciation, but reverence for praise and worship, Father yes. God. So, Father God, we give you all the glory and honor and praise today for this. In Jesus' name we
1: pray. Amen. 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 Y'all may be seated. Amen. Well, we're... Excited. We have our newest, cl- part of our newest class of ministers up here with us. Uh, yeah. I, I can call them baby ministers because I, I, I remember when uh, they were growing up in PYE, uh, excuse me, in heat. heat. When K- when K- yep. Back in the day when Killsman and I used to be over heat, you know, and, uh, and um, just watching these uh, young people just grow up and, yeah. uh, and, and just blossom and flourish and grow. Into uh, to young people of God, it's just it's just been an awesome uh, experience process, watching their growth and watching their yeah. their transition, and you know, watching them press through their press through any kind of bumps yeah. and mistakes they've made to 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 really just I mean blossom into just beautiful ministers that we we're, we're happy to be in, in ministry with. You we know? are. So we are. Y'all give him a hand. Yeah,
2: it's been awesome.
1: All right, let's kick it off with this praise and worship.
2: All right, where do y'all want to start? Um, We asked them the purpose of having them here. We asked them to come um, as we dove into the many different facets of praise and worship. Didn't y'all enjoy last week's too? I mean, I've been saying Tota, just raising my hand, expecting, and all, you know, Shabbat, all those things that we learned that everybody bought last week. So we just really wanted to um, get in here and dive into it and understand, we want you to really understand the purpose of PYE NUMA's youth experience and why it's so important that we embrace what they bring to us as a ministry, as a generation. And we want you guys to kind of jump in and tell us like what, it, how is but I'll let you start because you said you had an awesome testimony about PYE and how it affected you and what happened when you first came to the ministry.
3: Okay. With that. Um, so I was led to Numa because I kept hearing about this Hip Hop Sunday that was going on at this church. It's this church in Chattanooga. They got people in there rapping. They got them in there dancing. And that's just not right. And I'm, I'm the kind, you can't tell me something not right because I'm going to figure out if it's really not right. So I got invited through a friend and a co-worker who I went to high school with. She said, no, girl, just come see it for yourself. I walked in on a fourth Sunday, and I was already greeted at the door, so that already drew me in but when i walked in i remember this like it was yesterday the uh pye were singing tabbits uh i won't give and i was like oh i've been listening to this song all week okay <laughs> this is where i belong okay let me see get a little further into this and the special which is what we do for the choir song we call it a special in pye it was EJ on this side of the stage and Minister Lauren on this side of the stage and they were just going in between doing a spoken word. And what they were ministering hit me in my chest so hard that I was sitting in my seat and I just let out a big yell. And by the time I I sat down and Pastor came up after you guys came up and did the call to action and I jumped out of my seat so quick I said no I got to join this because I saw myself My 23-year-old self on this stage, they were talking about the things that I, as a 23-year-old, was going through, but I was thinking I was the only one going through it. And I was like, no, I I got to be here. I don't care what nobody else say. I got to be here. And looking back at it, I kind of get upset at the enemy because he tried to keep me away from this experience because he knew this was going to be the very thing I needed that would change my life. So he did what he could. He slandered it. He drug it through the dirt. He did everything he could to keep me from coming here because he knew I was born to praise and worship. I grew up in church, grew up singing in the church. That's all I knew, but I wanted something that I could identify with, and it was here. But the enemy tried to do everything he could to keep me from getting here.
0: Yeah. Um. I think for me, of course, like a lot of y'all know, I've been doing it for a while. (laughs) Um, But I think for me, um, what drew me in, and I know this is going to sound so cliche, but it's so important. I think my, at home, I think um, a lot of it was, it's two things, me seeing my parents do it and the exposure that they, you know, introduced to me. I think that's very important. Um, I think... Um, A lot of times like, okay, if you have kids in sports and you know they're taking sports seriously, you're going to expose them to the collegiate level of sports. You're going to expose them to different schools, different scholarships. You're going to go on college tours. You may even take them to an NFL game or two just to get them to exposed to what that life is really about and what all that entails. I think for me, seeing... Not only us do it here at Numa, but then going to other churches, going to other conferences, and it's teenagers you don't even know laying out on the floor crying. You know what I'm saying? Teenagers you don't even know that worship. And for me, because it was a point where I was in the box and I'm thinking, man, we the only ones that do this. But then you go out of town and you see they just on it, just as if on fire as you are, and it gives you that camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? It gives you a culture of worship, and I think that's what did it for me. Was just seeing other people do it, and um, just building a culture of worship to where I didn't feel like I was alone in doing it. And a lot of times, you, uh, we was talking in heat, uh, you experienced, even as an adult, peer pressure not to do, we had a culture to where it was reversed. If you weren't involved, you were left out. You know what I'm saying? If you weren't participating, you were left out instead of the other way around. So it got to a point to where that fire that we've been talking about lately, it got to a point to where that fire was so strong and it was so contagious to where if you didn't do it, everybody looking at you like, okay, God done did all this and you just over here in the corner on the phone, like, you know what I'm saying? And so it it wasn't really an option for me, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like as we, especially Christians, adults give, they give their kids a lot of options you know what i'm saying they give their kids a lot of choices you can choose to worship if you want to and i'm like and where i came from you know what i'm saying my mom was like man you ain't, ain't no choice you know what i'm saying ain't, ain't no option you you know what i'm saying you going you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying and so but i'm i'm so glad that she did that because it introduced me to a relationship with god that i would have otherwise not had had she not done that yeah. and i feel like you really deprived Your kids, when you give them those type of options to not do, you know what I'm saying, to not get involved, to not participate, to not join, something, because they're going to join something. Yeah, that's true. they either going to join the ranks of the elite, they're going to join the ranks of the kingdom, or they're going to go to the streets, they're going to go to the clubs, they're going to go to friends, they're going to go to substance abuse, and all of that. So, choose ye this day. (laughs) Right, so that's that's what did it for me, so.
4: Well, I came um, to Newham, I think I was 19 years old, um, and at the time I was dating Kenan. Um and we had conversations about churches, and I, me being, I came from a family church, I've been there since birth, so I was like, child, I ain't going to nobody else church, um, we're going to have to meet in the middle or something. I go to your church two Sundays, you go to mine. And um, he was like, "Nah, that ain't going to work. I was like, well, maybe we're not going to work. Um, but he was like, well, just come visit. I think I came to visit that first Sunday. And it wasn't even a PYE. It was just a church service. And I was like, wow. And I don't remember walking up to the front to join the church But somehow I did. And um, just, I know even at the church that I was at, I always wanted to be outside of the box. I know that that's cliche and people say that all the time being outside of the box, but I knew that it was something more. And I was like, oh, this ain't it. Maybe I can get them there. But like I said, it was a family church, older people, they weren't going. So I was like, "Um, well, you know, like I said, I came to visit here, and I I never, ever went back to my old church. I came here one Sunday, and I never went back. Um, even to this day, they'd be like, Alexis, can you come sing a song for the day? No, can't do that. Because um, I'm just not, and I'm just telling the truth. I'm just not.
1: Um, but, yeah, I've been here ever since, so and when I, th- I think about how important it was because I, th- I think about when I look at myself and I look at my story the years I was outside of church from 18 to 25 or excuse me 18 to 24 I think it was 18, yeah, 18 to 24 that's six years I just was completely removed from church whatsoever you know I had to, I had to go try to find myself out I, I, I was Muslim I was proud to the people I was all kind of stuff <laughs> at Howard University in Washington DC you know I was all kind of stuff and, and just got off into all kind of things because there was no there was no new there was no youth experience that I could that I could get into you know at the time um, the churches weren't embracing youth and uh, youth youth uh, youthful music um uh, were people you know who can you know we, we we always had a children's choir or something like that but outside you know but those years from eighteen at those college years and when I was in college there wasn't anything to really hold on to or to embrace you know so I had to go the world was really my only option was to, was it was to be out in the world and so I wish I would have had uh, a new like a youth experience that I could have yeah. had a choice to praise God because I, th- I feel like truthfully I would have honored God I would have embraced God had I had an option or a choice to you know and so uh, I think it's really important that we give the youth this option this you know, and I'm not even, I'm not even saying alternative I'm saying a standard yeah. you know what I mean like an actual standard that they can continue and, and, and it bridges a gap between generations yeah. you know yeah. because uh, a lot of times you know we see we saw in youth ministry when they leave, when they turn 18, or they leave home, or they, 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 they that legal adult, they're not adults in their head, they're just adults age-wise right. by the government, you know? And so, uh, and, and they choose to go into different things a lot of times, you know? But giving them, if they have that option, that gap can be bridged, and, and we, can, we can retain a lot more of our youth by providing that option, and all, and… and
2: that is so true, Alvin, because that's, that was my wayward years. 18 to 23 um, it was because there wasn't any form that I could see myself in does that make sense I couldn't see myself because during that time people was just so rigid and if you don't watch you'll look for an excuse during those time not to come the first thing you want to talk about is the people in the church and I remember trying to come back into the church even when my dad started Pastor, and I was like, uh, I don't know about that, because church people had kind of misrepresented some things, and i never forget my first time, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go check it out, because this is all I know, really, is Word of Faith, but when I hit that plateau, that age between 18 to 23, you know, you think you're grown, you're gonna go out there and try to, I don't know what you're trying to find, <laughs> but... you know walk around big old lumps on your head because all you're doing is knocking like a ping pong knock your head collecting
0: testimonies
2: yeah collecting testimonies that's what we're out there doing so but you know because word of faith was my base i was miserable without it and so i remembered i was like all right i'm gonna go check out and dad was in a dance studio and I was like, okay, I'm walking here, and I sat down. There was, was probably about 12 people in there, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Now, I remind you, I've been raised in the Word just all my life. But because he was new at pastoring and all these things, people there didn't know my background. And I never forget, I'm sitting there, and I just walked in. And I never forget, this, this lady got up, and she meant well. But I mean, you know, the enemy will always try to send somebody to alter your course. And I walked in church and I never forget this lady. I guess I didn't look like a pastor's daughter, the way she thought I should look. And how I many you know you get ostracized? If you're a pastor's kid and you don't sing <laughs> or play the piano, they're gonna dunk you about three times because that's what you're supposed to do. And that's, you know, and it was something in me then that thought about what I'm supposed to do. You know, and I walked in and I sat down, and this woman, she gets up now in the middle of service. She gets up and takes a Bible and opens it and puts it in my lap. I mean, I don't check that. I ain't heard nothing.
1: Just being extra.
2: Yeah, I ain't heard nothing else, because all I'm thinking, when I get up out of here, because, <laughs> you know, when you're doing wrong, you don't want nobody talking about your wrong. <laughs> and I was like, I'm getting up out of here. I ain't coming back. But thank God I, I came back, because I knew I knew better, and I knew I came back to myself, And, you know, once I had another encounter with God, a spiritual encounter for myself at 23, I knew I was done with that other life. And when I came into this, the one thing my dad was really big on, they all can quote it. My dad was like, we need young people to bridge the gap. And he's always taught us that the message of Jesus never changes, but the method of delivery has to in order to reach this generation. Why? Because Jesus is the most relevant thing in your life. And if you read the word, really, he's already dealt with everything that all the generations are going to have to deal with. But the enemy is now trying to come at this generation like I've never seen him before. And he's trying to make God the most irrelevant thing. And we're coming on, we're fighting it, and we've been fighting it for years. This is why we do the PYEs. That's why we have the youth experiences. That's why, because we refuse to let this generation go without a fight. Because we know we win once we're trying to reach them. So no matter if you don't understand what EJ and all of them are singing about, rapping about, and all that, never turn off from it. Because it's, maybe it's just not for you in that moment. But you see those kids sitting back there? It's for them. And I love the fact that when I go through my kids, iPods and all that kind of stuff, well they don't have to turn to the world. They're loaded with all of the words coming from this house, from this stage and other places of the music that they're singing, the music that they enjoy. And what when you connect people with music, you got them, because they're singing the word, they're singing all of these things that are, that are, are coming from that, from the word. Because EJ tell us like, how do you, when you're writing? What's the first place you go to to what what are you inspired? I know the Holy Spirit, but how does that come to you?
0: Um, I think for me, um, a lot of times I'll just when I get to writing, the first thing I'll do is I'll be like, All right, God, give me something. Like that's I I say that and a lot of times, believe it or not, he always redirects me to what pastor's talking about. Yeah. So it's been so many times I've songs have come out of pastor Pastor will be talking about honor. And then I have a song about honor. Pastor be talking about tithing. I have a song about tithing. Pastor be having a message talking about entrepreneurship, businesses, land, real estate. I have a song talking about that. So, And I think, too, that's the safest place to be because you don't sound foreign. Um, one thing that I always was on guard for is writing or with me being a minister or a rapper or whatever, writing stuff that wasn't relevant or wasn't uh, coming from. My man of God. I always wanted to be, and, and I've always said this and it sounds so simple, but it's true. I said, okay, I want to be a rapping version of Dr. RJ. Wow. If I'm a rap, I want to be a rapping version of Dr. RJ. If I'm a dance, I want to dance how Dr. RJ would minister. Like you know what I'm saying? When people see me and it's been um documented and known, like Brother Abbott knows, even when we went to DC to minister, went to Houston to minister, they'd be like, Man, you're like, man, you're supposed to be ministering. They're like, you're supposed to be doing what I'm doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? But they can see, or I've heard people say, man, man, you look just like Dr. R.J. up there. Like if Dr. R.J. was rapping, of course, but you look just like, you sound like him. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I've gotten that a lot, and that's probably the highest compliment you can get because at the end of the day, that's your man of God. If God sent that man to you, you're supposed to sound like him. Because if you don't, everybody's going to be looking at you crazy, and you're going to sound real foreign. So that's, I think that's been my gauge, and it's been working for me. So I stick with it. So.
4: Um, okay, so um, with PYE, I think it may be a misconception that um, what we're doing may not be of God or of the Word. Um, but the thing is, nothing has changed about what we're saying. We're, a, we're big about lyrics here. If they don't line up with the word of God, then we'll, we'll change a whole song, whether we wrote it or not. Because we are big about our lyrics lining up with the word of God. So anything that PYE is up here doing, it is from the word of God or something that Pastor has said out of his mouth. Um, we're singing about the same God that Mahalia Jackson sang about or Shirley Caesar song about. We're singing about that very same God. So... It shouldn't be a turnoff in this this day and time. Um, you kind of have to evolve, and if you don't evolve, then things are subject to just fall by the wayside because they're not growing. So we're like we said, this generation that we're in, um, we need all the bells and whistles. So if it's rep, if we have to reach you through rep, if we have to reach you through dance, through acting, whatever it is, just as long as it's word-based, there is not a problem. And it is the word of God.
1: So. And that's very important. I mean, you, uh, I remember uh, hearing back in the 90s, you know, uh, pastors talking about if you don't remain relevant, you'll die out. And I've seen churches that, that did end up having to shut their doors because they did not remain relevant to yeah. the to the current generations you know and so so yes you have to adjust now you don't have to compromise the word at all you do not no. com- the word never gets compromised but you do have to change the method of, <clears throat> of delivery uh, whether it's uh, rap hip-hop rock yeah. uh, uh, pop you know you know that you know just whatever you know, the sounds of music same thing same thing with social media a church that does not adjust the social media Will eventually have to close their doors okay. because where are people located now in social media they said Facebook is the largest country now in the world you know so people so you have to meet people where they're at so we have to actually send ministers of all different generations into social media we have to send ministers into Facebook we have to send ministers into Instagram we have to send ministers into snapchat because that's where people are located and, 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 and of so, and, time out for the church not adjusting to technology yeah. not adjusting to the, 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 the forms of media that are out there today we have, we have to adjust and, be, and remain relevant
2: right um, I know that Pastor Ladarius and they have presented to us something that they want to do here at the church I think it's a great thing they want to host a Saturday where the young adults and the younger generation sit down and get with the older members and teach them how to work their phones Teach them how to engage, because here's the thing, it's just the fear of the unknown. It's simple. If my 93-year-old, we bought my 93-year-old grandparents an iPad for Christmas so they could get on Facebook, so they could see all of their children and grandchildren. And let me tell you something. We sat down with them and showed them one time, and they got it. You don't get a like from Junior Maddie McCowan. (laughs) And that's really them running their page. And I love talking to them. They call, hey, I saw it on the book. Where the, <laughs> But I love that because they're not, they can't be everywhere that all of their children, and grandchildren, but it's still giving them their, what they're engaged in our world. And that's the one thing as parents, we have to make sure parents, whatever, we're engaged in our children's world. We have to be a big part of, of what they're listening to with their, because I was talking to some teens the other day and, Uh, pastor there's you probably know a lot of this they're trying to substitute what they get from the presence of God with the drug and it starts first with marijuana then they said mushrooms and then they said "Oh, this new thing What's it called THC and it's supposed to now take them into different realms and help them lower their ego Sounds like the presence of God to me. Yeah. Right. But if you don't, that's why you have to know these things so you know what to stand against, to guard against, and teach your children early how to get into this praise and worship that we're talking about.
4: And that's um, a thing that I want to hit on. Um, EJ hit on it earlier. When we were younger, you don't have a choice whether you're going to come to church and participate or not. First of all, you're going to come to church, you're going to participate, and you going to like it, period. <laughs> so, giving your child a choice of whether they come to church, whether they participate, you don't know what putting them in this now can do for them in the long run. Yes. Um, I think we were talking about in the back, like a lot of us, what kept us sane, what kept us stable, what kept us here was what we were able to do here. The PYE, the acting, the dancing, that's what kept us sane. That's what kept us stable. So I don't understand when kids say, well, I don't want to do it. My kids know, I don't care what you don't want to (laughs) do. Do you want to (laughs) eat? So... You don't have a choice of what you want to do when it comes to God, when the things of God. Now, you can go out there and play sports, and I can go support, but I, you don't want to come and sing for Jesus? You know, so that right there, that just.
2: That's just a standard in our home. Yeah. Um, we present them. It's not really whether you're going to do it or not. It's what you're going to do. When Reagan came out of PAC, it was now, okay, so what are you going to do? Yeah. What area of ministry are you going to work in? You know, and right now we've got them in media. We've got them. In, there's all you say. Well, my kids don't sing. My kids don't. they they can run a computer because they can run these phones. Yep. We need them. Get yep. them back in media. Get them back in pack. Get them all of when they turn 12 and 13. That's when you put their hands on the on the yep. ministry. And we've seen it actually bless kids to the point where it turned into careers for them. Yes. Well, it sparked a hidden talent in them now that they like you know what that's a calling that's an anointing that's something I'm gonna focus on that's something I'm gonna major in. so when you see them with cameras and all these kind of things, what they're doing is important and so as older people what do we do we have to applaud that.
3: Yeah. Yes.
2: we have to celebrate that we have to you know encourage them and like, I love when dad says no matter what you know about the kids on the platform don't ever point out their shortcomings always point to their future because yes. what I like to tell them thank God you're still coming yeah. Yeah. keep coming Keep you're gonna you're gonna. I believe that they're gonna get it on yeah. track, and so for all of you parents that are believing God, if you've had children that were once attached to the ministry, guess what? Your your label of love is not going unnoticed, and guess what? We believe in God that they'll all come back because of the seed
1: that was planted in them early. Right, and let me say something too as well. Um, don't don't devalue what's going on with the youth compared to what's going on out in the world. With uh, in in your child's age bracket right now, what, uh, things like sports, yeah, uh, or, or extracurricular activities at church. I mean, uh, hold what we do here at church in the, in, the, in in high or the highest regard. Yeah, just as much as you do the so- uh, basketball, football, uh, uh, cheering, soccer, you know, dance, what, whatever it is that they're into. Hold it, hold what we do here at, at, in the high, in the in the highest regard too, as well. Because what we, what Dad and I were talking about this the other day. Y'all, people don't realize. At, okay, here you're at the big dance.
0: Yeah.
1: It may not feel like it. You may look at, well, oh, we may be missing this or we may be missing that. So what? You're still at the big dance. And when we traveled, yeah, we would see that when we would travel all over the United States, mm-hmm. it, even to larger ministries, we would see. You know, uh, uh, they couldn't wait to get back to Newman because okay, we sometimes we would complain about the microphones here, but we go to another church <laughs> and they was they just had. D- Danny had no no reverb or no amplifiers you know what I mean and 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 you know and and so please understand here you're at the big dance mm-hmm. if if if, a, if one of your children goes through my media training they can go work for a television station mm-hmm. that's what you got to understand mm-hmm. what's going on at news channel twelve is no different in technology than what we're training what what what, what I do right there back in that back room yeah. and how do I know because i've I've trained some people from channel twelve mm-hmm. before that's what you guys got to understand and we I remember you know um, one time, uh, it was—I I won't name the ministry—but it was a big ministry out of Chicago, and um, and uh, they they said, well, um, they said, well, we need to send some people down to learn to learn media from you guys, and we're seeing them on TBN, mm-hmm. they saw, we're like, really? But but actually, a producer recommended that. Actually, a producer recommended that they send their team from Chicago down here to Numa to get trained in media. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, your kids, trust me, the, what, what, what the media that they're on with these cameras and learning editing and that that type of thing, that's the big time stuff. Yeah. It may not feel like it because there's no bells and whistles and warms and fuzzies going off and that type of thing, but they're at, your children are already at the big dance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what I'm saying is, hold it in high regard, and the more regard you hold it to your high regard you hold it to your children, the more they are respect and the more they'll want to be a part of things going on in the house of God. All right.
4: I've um on fourth Sundays I usually go and get all of heat of course they'd be like Miss Alexis we can't sing we can't dance I don't care I just want your presence on stage because you never know I just remember times where I didn't know nothing else but to praise God I didn't know to do anything else but to call on the name of Jesus to get me out of whatever I was in so I don't you ain't gotta know how to sing you don't know, you don't have to know how to dance. All I need you to do is call, know how to call on the name of Jesus. That's it.
3: Um, but when you guys were talking about being relevant, I always, something I know we say a lot is we have to meet everyone where they are. And I was asking God, the rel- why is PYE so relevant? And he did relate it back to me, but he also related it to representation. How in the world we place a big emphasis on, oh, it's so important that our young kids see somebody who looks like them, sounds like them, comes from where they come from in sports, on TV. We, we just pushed and celebrated Tyler Perry for his movie studio, which is huge. That's history in the making, but we don't place that same emphasis on representation in the church, and PYE is that representation we are reaching the youth they can look sit out there and see look up here and see somebody who looks like them who sounds like them who got on some J's that just dropped last saturday and (laughs) up here praise it but still up here got their hands raised and i thought about my big bro gave this one to me today paul said to all men be all things in 1 Corinthians 9.19. And he talked about in order to win and reach more people, he didn't lose himself. He didn't lose his faith. But what he did, what well, he met them where they are to get their perspective, to understand it from their perspective, to see how I can package this word up and bring it to you. And that's what PYE is. PYE is going to reach a child that a John P. Key Franklin song, John P. Key song can't meet. Kurt Franklin's song may not be able to reach them and we were talking about comparing songs, Ty Trippett, if he did it before is the same message as John P. Keys, every time I turn around, he's making a way Ty Trippett just saying, well if he did it before I know he'll do it again but it got a little bit more beat, it got a little bit more bass, it got something you can it got something I was like, okay uh, hit that thing, but John P. Keys every time I turn around just reminded me of a good old one of these, but when I started playing that tie tribute I was going through something at twenty three because oftentimes our older generation think us younger generations don't go through anything, but it's like the objects that the devil has now to utilize, he's throwing them at us much, much harder, and we're going through so much more so for them to be able to look up here, and like Alexis said, for us to pull them up here, you may not be able to say. But I know you probably got ACT prep coming up. I know you probably at school and somebody is shoving something in your face every single day. You're, this is how, what you're going to fall back on. Open up your mouth and say, Father, if, if you did it before, I know you'll do it again. I didn't pass my test this time, but I know you will help me pass it the next time. You got me out of that last peer pressure situation. I know you're going to get me out the next peer pressure situation. That's why PYE is so relevant
0: and i I think too, like even with with us especially i'm a I'm gonna say between the ages of like i'm gonna say seventeen sixteen seventeen eighteen on up to about like thirty five I feel like a lot of that is the young adult in you trying to give off your own image instead of giving God's image, so a lot of times when you have teenagers when they're younger, and you you as a parent are talking to your teen, that matters. If you instilling the word in them, that's what's going to come out of them. They're like sponges at that time. So if you're at home fussing at them all the time, you're so dumb, you ain't going to never nothing. This, that, and the third, and then when they get to church, by the time we get them, it's almost like we're having to rebuild something that, that you really should have done. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we're having to rebuild them, but thank God that they can't come to us. You know what I'm saying? So when when I know, like when I rap and I do songs like I'm a child of the king, you know what I mean, ready for whatever because the blood of Jesus covers me. That's because as a young adult, I've dealt with condemnation. I've dealt with people saying that, oh, what you did was so wrong, God ain't going to forgive you. You up there rapping, but you did such and such. I'm like, no, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I'm a child of the king. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it, it gives me an affirmation, and it gives me that stance. Like, I, no matter what you talking about, at the end of the day, I'm the righteousness of God. No, grace doesn't give me a license to sin, but it gives me that lane to where I can move and worship freely because at the end of the day, we are free worshipers. So that's what it did for me
2: that's good and I don't ever want it to be to where people think that it's just because you're turned off it may be something that you don't enjoy personally or a different flavor of music or genre don't ever turn off because I don't know how many times I've witnessed the presence of God hit them while they're on stage you know what I mean I've seen them even when they're rapping I've, I never do y'all remember the year when they did, y'all did Dominator Live and they shouted in their own way so, just because they didn't have long skirts on and raising them and doing the one, two, <laughs> they were still, and most of them I see them leaping. When you see them leaping and jumping, and the, see, we can't box them in on how we think it should look. Right. And I saw the presence of God hit them, and I was like, whoa. And it just explosive. And even when they're doing praise and worship, you can sense when that worship turns up. When they step outside of themselves so that's that's the whole focus that's what we want to lead the this generation the next generation into this praise and worship let me give you some scriptures so you can take home um, Psalms 35 verse 28 Psalms 35 28 I'll give you a highlight these so the young people sitting here if you got your phones put these in there Because one thing we want to make sure that they understand is never be ashamed to worship God. Never be ashamed to lift your hands. Never be ashamed to worship. Never be ashamed to praise God. Uh, Psalms 35, 28. That's just a verse that it'll, do they have that ready back then? And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. It didn't say some of the days, every other day. It says all day long, I'm going to talk about the goodness of God. And see, when you're doing that, praise, it, you know, when you're praising, it takes the focus off of yourself and keeps your focus on God. So that way, you're never tempted to always talking about what you're doing. Oh, I did this for myself, or it's me, da da da, da. No, always give glory and praise to God and everything that you're doing. You know, before we came out here, I was laughing at them. They were in the back like, Breathe hard, you know, kind of like, whoo, One of them said, "I'm not gonna tell who it was." To my, (laughs) I gotta go to the bathroom. (laughs) I said, "What is that? That's good. That you call it nervousness, but really, it's just a reverence. Cause in this moment, you know, if God doesn't meet you there, you get what I mean. And that's how we all have to live our life. Well, every day, God, if you don't meet me in this day," I can't do this at my own strength. So anything that good happens to me, I don't turn it to myself. I turn it to God. You know, it's not about what I do. It's all about what he has done. All right. Psalm 63. That kind of goes on with it. Psalm 63, verse 3 through 4. because thy love and kindness is better than life my lips shall praise thee what praise keeps you in this place of humility it keeps you thinking about what that you're totally depending on God what thou would bless me why well, because thy love and kindness is better than life wow what there's nothing better than his love so that's what you have to keep nothing better there's not a drug better there's not a Anything that you're looking at, there's not a celebrity better. There's not anything better.
0: That's a song right there. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All what right.
4: I always say is, because um, you can't, praise keeps me focused on my promise instead of my problem. Yeah. So Damn. if I'm praising God, then I don't have time to complain about the wrong or the bad that's going on with me because I can't do both yeah. I'm either gonna praise him or I'm gonna complain yeah so I choose to praise him because he's when I praise him I'm focusing on his goodness I'm focusing on his love yeah, I'm yeah. focusing on all the good that he's done for me what he's gonna do for me so it keeps me focused on my promise what he's promised me yeah. instead of focused on what the problem may be
2: change your conversation yeah Don't be a whiner. Don't be a complainer. You know, this generation has been taught to express their feelings. And we're teaching them in the word of faith. You're not moved by your feelings. So now you got to set your affections. And how you do that is through praise. So what? No matter what's going on, instead of whining and crying about your day, no. My day is turned around now in the name of Jesus. Because I choose to praise him. 2nd Chronicles 20 chapter 20 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verse 22 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verse 22 And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Praise makes the enemy flee. So no matter what's trying to come at you during your day, no matter what, when what, anytime evil, what, you start praising. That makes the enemy flee. So praise is a weapon. That's the importance of your praise. Ephesians chapter one, verse three. I'm moving you kind of quickly because I want you to leave with these. Ephesians chapter one, verse three. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. What? Praise is the gateway to your blessings. Yes. So instead of being depressed about what you don't have, start praising God about what's to come. Or start praising about what you already have. Remember Toda? We've been talking about Toda. what, is, what did Toda mean? To praise in advance? That's what total means. That's your time to what? Praise and advance. It's easy to talk about what's missing. It's easy to talk about what's lacking. It's easy to talk about, you know, Ivan and I were talking about this. um, We're believing God for an upgrade in our vehicle. We've been patient. We really, about three years. You know, you've had your car since 2010. It's 2019, 200,000 miles on it. But God. Now, we can complain about what we don't have, or we can lift our hands and total yes. and start believing God now for the angels to get on assignment and do what they're designed to do, what timing's right. We've been getting our stuff in order. We've been patient. We've been doing these things, So when, we, when we, we start reaching out for these things, now it's just time for the praise to take place. And he'll lead us, and he'll guide us and we'll always we'll get the right car at the right price Toda yes. Praise yes. Hallelujah Glory to God Yes Thank you Jesus You'll get the right house in the right neighborhood Hallelujah. with the right schools Thank you, Lord Jesus praise. You'll get the right job with the right pay with the right hours when you praise. So praise is the gateway to your blessing. Psalms 22 verse 3. Psalms 22 verse 3 but thou art holy, O thou inhabitest the praises of Israel. So praise invites his presence. Well, see, when there's depression there, his presence is not there. But when you start to praise God, here he comes. He comes on the scene. So you can make a decision in that moment. You're going to be depressed or you're going to be a worshiper. You're going to be sad or you're going to be a praiser. You can be mad or you're going to be a praiser.
4: And I always say, praise and worship, it's an open book test. Yeah. The Word tells you what to do. Yeah. In Psalms 104, it says, enter into my courts with praise. Yeah, yeah, And then in John 4 and 24, it says that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it's telling you yeah. what to do. Yeah. You don't have to come up with it on your own. All mm-hmm. you got to do is submit mm-hmm. and lift your hands. That's it.
2: Yep. What, don't know what to say? Just raise your hand yeah. Your yeah. That's, that's
0: it. Praise is, praise is actually thanking God for what he's done. Yeah. Mm. Worship is showing him affection because wow. of who he is. And so when you enter, when it says enter the courts with praise, you're actually thanking him for what he's done. Mm. And when you worship, it's basically an intimacy thing. Yeah. Mm. You ever notice when in the world, in the world when they say praise they quick to say won't he do it they quick to say look at God but everybody can't worship worship is for the intimate the ones that are intimate with God worship is for the ones that actually have a relationship with God so yeah you don't have to have a relationship with God and praise him and praise is needed. But you got to have a relationship with God. Like, it's almost like dating. You know when somebody like you and when they like you for real, for real. They go that extra mile when they like you. When they think you cute, you all right. You know what I'm saying? They they might, you know, when you go on a date, they are going on a date with you, but they probably ain't going to pay for you. So like, we're we going to go halfway. We're going to go Dutch. You know what I'm saying? But when, but when they like you, like you, in relevance when it's worship, when they like you, like you, they paying for the date. They, they going to go broke. To try to impress, they're going to flex a little bit, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. and so that's what I feel like, praise, yeah, praise is for us too, because we are children of God, but anybody can praise, and it's, it is needed, don't get yeah. me wrong, but I feel like worship, that's that little bit more, okay, I'm yeah. in love with God type, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I need you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, I got to have your Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, so I feel like that's what that is, yeah. so so we need both. So when you see us up here praising, we know what we're doing. We know yeah. what we're talking about. When you yeah. see us up here worshiping, it's because we done been through some stuff. <laughs> yeah. We got a reason to worship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So
2: That's right. awesome. I mean, did y'all get something out of this? Tonight, I mean, because you just have to understand the importance of undergirding, supporting, being a part of PYE going to go and pick up kids go pick up young adults get them here do whatever it is you gotta do you get excited about it and watch who will follow you and because you know what it takes it's, it is all of it is a gift and calling y'all can sing but it's still ej i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit can you do your fast i call it tongue twister is there anything <laughs> you can do with that oh yeah,
0: uh, i can't uh okay you see nothing but success when I walk up in the door because you know that I handle my business. Got a Holy Ghost girl in a passenger seat, sweetheart. Can I get a witness? The joy of the Lord is my strength so you know, stay, you know that I stay full of laughter. You can find that in the Bible, Nehemiah verse 10, baby girl, eighth chapter. Behind God, so I'll never see disaster. <laughs> 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 but, but, it's, but basically, in that, especially in that verse, what I was talking about was at the time, the world to show you having a whole bunch of women is the thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Doing. I'm saying I got a Holy Ghost girl in the passenger seat. She gonna attack. The, she gonna attack the enemy just like I'm gonna attack the yeah. enemy. You know what I'm saying? She don't need me to be like when something happen, baby. You pray. She gonna pray too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's what I was hinting at when I said that verse. So when y'all listen to it, y'all got a different perspective of what I was talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> now you know.
2: I love that point of that because what that's a pure gift to be able to do that. Go home and try to do it. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's gonna come out
2: right but that's a gift so you don't slight each other's giftings you don't slight each other's callings just because you can't do it maybe you don't understand it you can't oh they just playing with god you know we've, they've been accused of everything we've we've taken all kind of hits for hip-hop sunday p-y-e we're like we're still going And it's so funny to me that when we started this we got ostracized and now <laughs> hey, hey everybody hey, bye. Hey, bye. But it's okay that's good that's what we have to stay well we can't lose our edge daddy tells us god didn't send us here to be like everybody else so we're open now we're not going to stay boxed in we we open it up we went from hip-hop sunday to pye to numa's youth experience why because we realized we were getting in the box and what so i can we keep pushing them on the edge What well, that youth experience now opens it up to so much more it opens it up the dramatic skits and the dance and the rock and the country. We don't care what genre it is. Just say Jesus in it and we good. Daddy Time, you got a banjo, bring your banjo. You got a tambourine, bring your tambourine. We'll work with it. Just make sure you're saying Jesus so we can reach a whole nother generation. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Panel. Y'all have been